First of all, good morning, everyone. It's good to see you. And Ishkayach to Dan for uh, sponsoring. Chavayi uh, Medrash. Uh, the Torah mentions the mitzvah of tefillin four times, twice in this coming week's parish on Parashas Bay, and then again in the first parish of Kriyashma and Parashas Vashan, and the second parish uh, of Kriyashma and Parashas Akev. But here the Pasik tells us with regards uh, to tefillin, that it should be a sign for you on your arm and a remembrance for you between your eyes. You should remember this mitzvah. And be careful with this mitzvah in its proper times, from years to years. So the Gemara comments on that Pasuk, it's coming week's parasha over here in Menachis and You should be careful with this mitzvah in its time, <coughs> from day to day, from year to year. You only chive and fill in during the day, not at night. Uh, some days, not all days, uh, to exclude Shabbos and Yom Tif. And that's the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi that tefillin is only obligated, one is only obligated in the mitzvah of tefillin during the day, and uh, not on Shabbos and Yom Tif. However, Rabbi Kiva disagrees, and he holds that the mitzvah of tefillin applies both by day and by night, and the exclusion of Shabbos and Yom Tif he derives from a different source. Rabbi Kiva, it only is uh, in reference to the preceding Pasuk, before the mitzvah of tefillin, the Torah discusses the mitzvah of eating matzah uh, during Pesach, the mitzvah So that's what the pasuk of Ishamartas Achuka Zeis is referring to. Uh, but how does he know then that you're excluded? Your Shabbos and Yom Tov are excluded from the mitzvah of Tefillin. So the Sanya Rabbi Kiva derives it from a different source. It should be a sign for you on your arm. So Tefillin is referred to as a, as a, as an ice. The only time you wear tefillin is when you are lacking an ice. To exclude Shabbos and Yom Tif, where we already have, uh, already referred to as an ice, as the Pesach tells us in Parashas Kisisa, So Shabbos and Yom Tif are referred to as an ice. To wear tefillin on Shabbos and Yom Tif would be redundant, because we already have an ice, and it might even be offensive to the ice of Shabbos to, uh, to wear a second ice uh, with the ice of tefillin. Because of this source, which is the classical source for excluding Shabbos and Yom Tif from, from Tefillin, because it's a redundant ice, so the minag that's quoted by the Shach in Hilchus Mila requires some explanation. The Shach writes that uh, the Bale Bris, some interpret it to be everyone at the Bris, but it, the Shach is probably referring to the Bale Bris, those who are making the Simcha themselves, should keep their Tefillin on uh, throughout the Bris Mila. Because since Bris uh, Mila is an ice, the Torah refers to it in Parshish Lechacha as an ice, and tefillin is an ice. So ice, ice, we should wear tefillin uh, during the bris milah. Both are referred to as an ice. So the Al-Yarabba asked on the shach, if anything, I would think just the opposite. Since bris milah is referred to as an ice, so I said specifically take off my tefillin um, during, uh, during the bris milah. And in fact, he disagrees with this, uh, this minig of the shach. One might distinguish between the ice, uh, the redundancy between tefillin and bris milah versus the redundancy between tefillin and Shabbos, but it requires um, some, some measure of explanation, and it definitely is surprising minig of the Shach. What's the minig of Maish? The minig of Maish is the Balei Bris, keep it on, everyone else is rushing out, so that everyone else takes <laughs> off their tefillin. But if uh, the Maya was quick enough and no one has time to take off their tefillin, then it's uh, minig is to keep it on. So we have a Machlechus. 
He holds because miyam and pratu shabbos is miyam and So the Rajba said, "How did you know to exclude shabbos and yamtiv? Must be because uh, shabbos and yamtiv are all." He also probably subscribes to the read. Yeah, correct. Where was that pasuk from? Where did you read that from? That's in this week's com- coming week's okay. parasha. Okay. Yes. 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 Or the people who are giving him the bris, the father's obligation to That's give the bris, the, the mail. Yeah. So those are the people who really should leave their tefillin on. And uh, even that is somewhat uh, surprising because you would think they should specifically take their tefillin off. It's a redundant <laughs> ice. How do you know it's <coughs> I'm sorry? That's a good point. We shouldn't even discuss that. You're right. You're right. It might even include Chalamoid, but it's assumed that it includes Yom Tov too. You're right. Even though it's Pasuk is specifically referring to Shabbos. The assumption is it refers to Yom Tov too. And, and, the, and that is you're implying and not Chalamoid. So that's the Machlaikis. What about Chalamoid? Is Chalamoid an ice because the mitzvahs, of, uh, the mitzvahs of Yom Tov apply? Or maybe since there's no Easter Malacha, it's not an ice. Machlaik is what generates the ice. Big machlekes we shine him. Two two opinions in Tosfos. How do we pass? You know, with regards to tefillin at night, do we pass in like Rabbi Yosi Aglili that mi yamim velo kol yamim? The pasuk is referring to tefillin and uh, only some days to exclude uh, Shabbos and Yamtif, yamim velo leilos during the day and not at night. Or perhaps the pasuk is not referring to tefillin at all, and we only derive an exclusion for Shabbos and Yom because it's a redundant ice, but in fact one would be obligated in tefillin at night. So the Gemara continues within the opinion of Rabbi Yossi Aglili that one is not obligated in tefillin at night. Over here on the end of the third line, If the pasuk is referring to tefillin, the pasuk says you should be careful with it. So if you wear it at night, you're not careful, you're not following the proper protocols. Well, anytime the Torah says he's Shomer, Pen, and Al, uh, which implies more than just a Mitzvah Saseh, it implies, in fact, a Lois Saseh. Vam Lazar, but Rebbe Lazar makes one uh, stipulation, shamran mutter. You're allowed to put on Tefillin at night if you're doing it to protect the Tefillin. Then it's allowed. So the Gemara continues on that statement. Vam Ravina, Havi Yasivna, Kamei Ravashi, V'chashach V'niach Tefillin. He was sitting with Ravashi, and it got dark, and he put on Tefillin. Vam Aleh, shamran Kaboy Luhumar, he said, do you need to watch them? Why are you putting them on at night? Vamali in, I was trying to watch the tefillin. However, the Gemara continues, He didn't need to watch the tefillin or be careful with the tefillin. They weren't going to come to be destroyed or some harm. But rather, he believed that the halacha was to put on tefillin at night. But ain't Marin Cain. We don't paskin like that to others. Why would he wear it? Why did he have to put it on? He might have taken it off to go to the bathroom or something. Okay. So Tosus writes, it sounds like from Rabashi, the Basamak Paskina, the Laila Zmat Fillin, that we really we Paskin Laila Zmat Fillin. The only uh, thing is we don't Paskin like that for others. We don't publicize this Psak. Midrabanan Huda Asir, Midrabanan is prohibited, the Khashin and Shalayisham Behem. We're afraid <coughs> that you're going to fall asleep in the Tfillin. So Meikra Din Tosus assumes we Paskin like Rabbi Kiva, that Laila is Mant Fillin. But Midrabanan, we limited the mitzvah. So that a person, uh, because at night people typically fall asleep, so that you shouldn't come to fall asleep in the tefillin. The Rambam in Perik Dalat of Hilchus Tefillin disagrees. The Rambam paskins like Rabbi Yosi Aglili that there is no obligation of tefillin during the night at all. It's only during the day. This pasuk of Shamat is a chukazos miyamim yamim is in fact referring to tefillin yamim v'loy leilos. What about the Gemara of Ravashi that he put it on at night? 
and he just said, Halacha ve'ein moirin kein. So the Ramam understood that what that is referring to is Ravashi was wearing tefillin during the day. Like Ruby pointed out. Of course he was wearing tefillin, a kasher yid. He was wearing tefillin during the day. It got dark, and he wanted to leave them on. So you're allowed to do that. Even though night is excluded from the obligation of tefillin, according to the Rambam, but if you're wearing it during the day, you can continue to wear it at night. That's what Ravashi held. But on that halacha as well, halacha vein marin kein. That is truly the halacha. You can leave it on, make din, but we don't publicize that psaq. We instruct people to remove it when it gets dark. So that's what the Rambam writes over here. Ve'ein marin davar zel rabim, second line. Amalam dines hakol shul yaniach tefillin aleim balayla. You say you should take it off when Shkia Sachama comes. But Meikar, I didn't, the Ramam feels there's no obligation of tefillin at night. <coughs> How do we paskin on this issue? So the Shulchan Aruch paskins like Toysvis. The Meikar, I didn't, Laila is man You can't put on tefillin at night. Midrabanan, we don't do it because we're afraid people are going to come to fall asleep. From the Rabbi Shikhi, you see, there's two mitzvahs in tefillin. Why? And keeping them on. No, you're allowed to keep it on at night from the day. It requires some explanation, some investigation, yeah. Okay, well, what's the problem? So, Midor Rice, again, we paskin, like Taisfist, there's an obligation of tefillin at night, but we don't, Halacha Vein Murin came, we don't paskin like that, we don't publicize it, unless people come to fall asleep in their tefillin. What would be so terrible? So, already the mitzvah is limited somewhat. What, what would be so terrible if people fell asleep in their tefillin? So, the Gemara continues in Mesechthus Menachis. With a kavachimer from the tzitz. Says the Gemara on the third line over here from the bottom. You have to constantly be, uh, pay attention to your tefillin. Kavachimer mi tzitz. It's a kavachimer from the breast, the head plate that was worn by the kain gadol. Matzitz sheimbos kara achas. The tzitz only said on it, kaidish lashem, one shame of a kaidish baruchu. But Amr Torah v'Hayal Mitzchay Tamid, it should be on your forehead constantly. Shulot Hasiach Daid Mimenu, should always pay attention to the tefillin, so tfil, uh, to the tzitz, to the head plate. Tefillin sheyesh ben Azkaras Harbe Alachas Kama v'Kama. The tefillin which have many shemos of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, how much more so should you be careful to always pay attention to the tefillin? So if the, the tzitz, you're not allowed to have a hesek hadas, you're not allowed to not pay attention to it. Kal v'Chaymer tefillin, you have to pay attention. What does that mean? You always have to pay attention to the tefillin. So the Rosh asks a question over there in Hilchas Tefillin from a Gemara in Masech the Sukkah. The Gemara says that a person is allowed to sleep, a nap, take a nap in his Tefillin. You're allowed to be Yoshin Shenas Arai in Tefillin. You can take off your Tefillin or leave them on. So I asked the Rosh, how could you leave on your Tefillin for a nap? You're not allowed to... Um, <coughs> To have a hesachadas from the tefillin, you always have to pay attention to them. You cannot be thinking about the tefillin while you're sleeping. So the rush quotes in the name of Rabbeinu Yoyna. The only time it's a problem is when you're involved in levity. But you don't actually have to be thinking about the tefillin all the time. You're just not allowed to be engaged in things that are levity, improper types of discussions and uh, conversations. But other than that, you don't have to constantly have the tefillin in mind. That's the opinion of Rabbeinu Yoyna. So anything short of schaik v'kalos rosh is allowed with tefillin. <clears throat> What's the difference between and Oh, we'll get to it in a second. Good question. So the Ramban, though, disagrees. The Ramban writes in his Torah, Saladim Shara Avelos, that even though uh, Midrabanan and Avelos prohibited uh, from wearing tefillin 
only for the first day of Shiva, but throughout Shiva, he has to be careful to think about the tefillin while he's wearing it. He shouldn't be caught up in the Avelos and not thinking about the tefillin. And if he is, he shouldn't put on tefillin. So says the Ramban, If a person is so for track that he's always thinking about uh, his Avelos, he's crying, he's giving us paydim, then he shouldn't wear the tefillin. So the Ramban implies, even though he's not engaged in any schreik v'kalus roish, there's hopefully no levity going on in the base of El, he has to be thinking about the tefillin, even though he's not, Abba, he's not, um, he's not involved in anything that would be uh, you know, offensive to the tefillin, no schreik v'kalus roish, there's an obligation to always be thinking about the tefillin, even if he's occupied with other things. What about the fact that you could take a nap? How will the Ramban deal with that? So presumably the Ramban feels, or Sameach writes in Ochus that sleeping is excluded. Sleeping is a whole different story. Why? So Sameach explains, even from the Ramban, <coughs> that it's not because you have to pay attention to the Tefillin constantly. It's that a person is not allowed to ignore the Tefillin, meaning I'm not allowed to do something which demonstrates that I'm not paying attention to the Tefillin. However, uh, if a person is sleeping, he's not not paying attention to his tefillin. He's sleeping. The pro, meaning it's not an obligation to constantly being aware of your tefillin. If that would be the case, you couldn't wear while you're taking Shana Sarai. The Ramban understood it as focused on you're not allowed to, do, to not pay attention to the tefillin while you're wearing it. But if you're sleeping, you're not not paying attention to the tefillin. You're just not... Uh, you're, you're, you're sleeping. Huh? Similar type of concept. It's, if it's offensive to the tefillin if you're wearing them and you're not paying attention. But if you're sleeping, sleeping obviously is excluded. What is the mitzvah tefillin? You don't go into the details. Maybe I put on tefillin for one minute in the morning. We'll get, we'll get this next time. We'll get, we'll get one second. Give me one second. This machlekes, no, it's good. This machlekes, Rishonim is expressed in two opinions in Taisus Rishonim, which brings us uh, to the end of the discussion of Hesach Hadas. The Gemara says in Mesech the Shabbos, a related comment. Amr Abiyanai, tefillin tzrichen guf naki. While you're wearing the tefillin, you have to have a guf naki. Which means a person is not allowed, not allowed to have a bowel movement. This is strictly speaking, he's allowed to urinate, but not walk into uh, a bathroom. So, but, but he's not allowed to have a bowel movement. Then the Gemara continues, Not only is he not allowed to have a bowel movement, but he's not allowed to pass gas. Not only that, you're not allowed to sleep in the tefillin. Why? So, you're allowed to take a nap you can do. But permanent sleep, a longer sleep, longer than half an hour, perhaps in your bed, even less than a half an hour, a permanent type of sleeping you're not allowed to do, Shema Yafiyach Ben. Maybe a person will pass gas. So Taisis asks, Taisis Yeshanim asks, in Mesechtus Yuma, why, what do you mean? Why is the only reason you're not allowed to sleep in the tefillin a permanent sleep? Because Shema Yafiyach, what happened to Hesach Hadas? What happened to the fact that you always have to pay attention to the tefillin? Maybe you'll pass gas, but you're always supposed to be thinking about the tefillin. So Taisus has one answer. In fact, this is one halacha. The idea of maintaining a gufnaki and always paying attention to the tefillin are really one halacha. In other words, just like you're not allowed to have schreik v'kalus roish while you're wearing the tefillin, bowel movements, is the same type of category. It's offensive to the tefillin. So just like schreik v'kalus roish, levity is offensive to the tefillin, uh, so too having a bowel movement. Yafiach bem is also included. And it would be derived from the same kavachimer. This is all one halacha. However, <clears throat> then Tais is quotes in the name of Rabbi Hanan. No, they are in fact two separate halachas. A nap uh, is um, a nap 
is uh, is not uh, is you know is excluded. Rabbi Chana, at the time of the Hesachadas, so Shaiach El Kishuneir. Hesachadas is only when a person is awake, not when he's sleeping, as we said before for the Ramban. Sleep is separate. That's why a person is allowed to take a, a nap with the tefillin. That's not considered to be a hesachadas. Hesachadas means to not pay attention to the tefillin. If you're sleeping, you're not, being, you're not, not paying attention to the tefillin. You're not, you're not awake. But then there's a separate halacha. So hesachadas is that uh, when a person is awake, he's not supposed to do anything that demonstrates that he's not paying attention to the tefillin. Even if it's not schreit v'kalos roish. Even if he's involved in his avelos, it's improper. It's that you're not paying attention, but sleep is excluded. So why can't you sleep a permanent sleep? A separate halacha of gufnaki. It's because there's a fear, maybe you'll pass gas, similar to a person having a bowel movement. So according to that opinion in Tysus, we have two separate halachas. We have a person is not allowed to do anything that demonstrates he's not paying attention to the tefillin, and even if it's not shleik v'kalus uh, but just sleep is excluded. But uh, permanent sleep is a problem, separate issue of maintaining a gufnaki. <coughs> are, these, are these all derived from the tzitz because the current government? No, then it would be a separate halacha. Tzitz is, you're not allowed to demonstrate you're not paying attention to the tefillin. Then a separate halacha that you have to maintain a gufnaki. Where is that derived from? The Gemara doesn't provide a source. But, uh, but the current government had to wear tzitz constantly, you know. Whole, all the time. All day and all, right. and all night. No, no when he's doing the avoda, yeah. otherwise he didn't wear it. How do we paskin? What is the proper uh, mindset that a person has to have when he's wearing the tefillin? Does he always, you know, is he not allowed to do anything that demonstrates that he's not paying attention to the tefillin, or only schleit v'kalos roish is prohibited? So you get two different impressions from the shochanach. Shochanach doesn't address it directly, but the shochanach writes in similar mechesif aleph. That a chayle meyayim, a person who has a stomach issue, that is uh, unable to maintain a gufnaki, is potter from tefillin. It's gemara mesechtes chulin. Says the Shurama, a few ain lo tsar. Even if he's uh, mentally not occupied with this, but he's not, he can't maintain a gufnaki. And the Mishnah Brewer says he's not allowed to be machmer al atzmoi. You shouldn't try and push yourself. If you uh, can't maintain a gufnaki, you're potter. About shar chayle, let's say a person has another illness, nothing to do with his uh, intestines. So then what's his story with regards to tefillin? If he's occupied mentally with his uh, illness, then he's exempt from tefillin. And that implies, even though he's not engaged in schreik v'kalos roish while he's in, uh, you know, he's occupied with this illness, it implies that he's potter because he's not paying attention to the tefillin. And he's demonstrating that he's not paying attention to his tefillin. He's not occupied with abelus, but he's occupied with the tsar of his chayli. So you see that you are exempt from tefillin, even if uh, you're not engaged in schreik v'kalos roish. You always have, you're not allowed to do anything that demonstrates you're not paying attention to the tefillin. Sleep is a separate story. You're not demonstrating you're not paying attention. But as long as you're awake, you're not allowed to demonstrate you're not paying attention to the tefillin. However, the Shulchan Aruch writes one simon earlier with regards to children, which we'll get to in a second, <clears throat> that a katan who knows how to properly wear tefillin and be shamer atzma from gufnaki is allowed to wear tefillin. But he never, Shulchanach never says <clears throat> that he has to be instructed to not do anything that demonstrates that he's not paying attention to the tefillin. It just says that he's instructed, <laughs> Once he can do these things, the father buys from a fair tefillin. Even though 
he might uh, not going to be engaged in schayk v'kalus rosh, but he might not mm-hmm. always be thinking about the tefillin or doing and, and refraining from doing anything that demonstrates he's not thinking about the tefillin. So from this simon and shochan ark sounds like the only thing that's prohibited is schayk v'kalus rosh or maintaining a gufnaki, but not that you always have to be thinking about the tefillin while you're wearing it. What about by the fact that by the cotton it doesn't mention? Does not? Doesn't even mention Shaykh Bakalas Rosh. Maybe that's secondary. Maybe that's less. Maybe the Shaykh Rosh is not even discussing that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Could be. So we have different implications from the Shaykh Rosh, and as we'll see, there might be a difference. Um, might be a difference, Lamaisa. As we said, category. what? Maybe there's one category in Kiyom Mitzvah, and one is a category in Bizarian Fatum. You don't have a key in mitzvah if you're not thinking about Gufnaki. But Gufnaki is Bizarian Fatum. That's a. Ah. Applies. But you don't have a key mitzvah, you're not thinking about it. So you're saying, it. So, 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 so cotton, it's not the kind of mitzvah, but it's not... not it doesn't mitzvah. sound like that. It sounds like we're one... Maybe. Maybe. You're saying it would be chiddish, though. Just like the, we paskin and shochan aruch, tefillin obligation both by day and by night. We don't paskin that there's no obligation of tefillin at night. There is an obligation of tefillin at night. Midr we don't do it. Shema yishem because people might fall asleep at night. So similarly, writes the shochan aruch and similar amid zayin siv beis, even though the mitzvah of tefillin extends the whole day, since you have to maintain a gufnaki and you're not allowed to do anything that demonstrates you're not thinking about the tefillin or you're not allowed to be engaged in schreik v'kalus rosh, the two possibilities we had before. It's difficult to maintain that standard. We have the minig not to wear tefillin the entire day. So just like we limited it, even though tefillin maker didn't apply at night too, we limited it at that because people might fall asleep. So to says the Shulchan Aruch, we limited it even further. We only do it, uh, as we'll see, by Shachris, when we're going to say Kriya Shema. Mikol makam tzarek ha'adam li'zar ba'am li'oysam alav b'shaz Kriya Shema v'tfilah. We limited it just to that. Out of a fear that people won't be able to maintain a gufnaki or to refrain from doing anything that demonstrates they're not paying attention to the tefillin or be engaged in schayk v'kalas rosh. Why do we, if we're going to pick one time during the day, why do we pick Shachris and Kriya Shema? Because the Gemara tells us in Mesechtas Brachis, and if you doubt him, it pays. Amar Ula, Kolakoi Kriya Shema Beloit Tefillin Ki Umedus Edus Meir Edus Sheker Biatzma. It's as if he's giving false testimony. In the Kriya Shema, we say Shatam Leos Al Yadcho to Tafas Bein Necha. If he's not going to be wearing the Tefillin, he seems disingenuous. So therefore, he's specifically wearing the Tefillin. Uh, while you're saying Kriyashman, since Kriyashman comes in Shacharis, we wear it fill in uh, during Shacharis. The Meshachachma writes in Pashas Lechacha another uh, possibility as to why we chose specifically, if we're going to pick one time during the day to wear it fill in, why we chose specifically Shacharis, it's because the Pasuk says in Pashas Lechacha, Avram Avinu says to the king of Sedaim, I don't want to take anything from you, even a string or a shoe strap. And Chazal saying there's a chus that Avram Avinu didn't take anything from the king of Sedaim, even a string or a shoe strap. We were zoicha to the, tzitz, the strings of tzitzis and to the ritzuas of tefillin. So since tefillin came in the zechus of Avram Avinu, the tefillin which is patterned after, which was established by Avram Avinu as shacharis, says the Meshachachma, that's why we wear tefillin, uh, particularly during shacharis. So why don't we uh, wear during uh, Marav? Mm-hmm. Omar, well, we already said night is limited because it's a time of sleep. The Gemara already said, Allah made Marin. Yes, but you held that it's Marv is Isman. I mean, nighttime is But the Gemara already said, Allah made Marin. We don't pass it like that. We're afraid you're going to fall asleep. I'm surprised nobody says that 
Well, well, the Gemara said, Allah have ain't Myron Cain. We don't do it. What was he jumping to Marab? What about Mincha? So, but what? Oh, Kriyashma. Oh, that's your So, really, all boils down to a question that the Bira Locha has, which is what is the core mitzvah, the basic mitzvah of Tefillin? Is it, one second. Also, okay, good idea. But again, the question is going to boil down to this Chakira, which the Bira Halacha has, is what is the core mitzvah, the basic mitzvah of tefillin? Obviously, it applies the entire day. We said Mikra didn't even at night, even though we don't do that. But what is the core mitzvah? Is it uh, once a day, every day? Or is it to wear it as often as you possibly can? Because whenever the Torah doesn't give us a prescribed time for the mitzvah, it never says in the Torah when you should put on tefillin. So whenever the Torah never says a specific time to do it, so there's somewhat of a, a, you know, a suffix within the Rishayim, within the Paiskim, how to treat it. How often are you supposed to do this mitzvah? Zechir HaSamalek, we don't know how often he's supposed to do it. He's supposed to remember it all the time. We forget every 12 months, so we do it once a year. But how often are you supposed to do these mitzvahs which the Torah doesn't dictate a specific time? So one opinion in the Achrayim is, the Prima Gadim, says that the core mitzvah, the basic mitzvah of tefillin, is once a day, every day. Everything beyond that is a fulfillment, but it's beyond the basic obligation. The real obligation is once a day, every day, <coughs> just like, let's say, tefillah. Tefillah, according to the Ramam, is a mitzvah, how often do you have to daven? The Ramam paskins once a day, every day. Why not all day? The Torah doesn't specify at times. The Ramam understood it's once a day, every day. Or birchus kaihanim, kaisavarchu is b'nei Israel. How often are you supposed to do it? All day? The Ramam Paskins, once a day, every day. So, so too over here, the Prima Gautam understood, Tefillin is once a day, every day. <clears throat> However, then the Bir Alacha quotes from Yeshua Siankiv, who disagrees. And he says, no. Just like Talmud Torah, for example, the Torah doesn't specify a specific time. It says, when you go to sleep, when you wake up. But then the Pasuk says, you should always be learning Torah. So how much are you supposed to be learning Torah? As much as you can. So too says Yeshua Siakov. That's tefillin. You can't wear tefillin all the time. person has to use the bathroom. But as much as you can, you should be wearing tefillin. That's how often you should wear tefillin. What's the, what's the difference? Either way, whether it's once a day, every day, and the rest is just an extra fulfillment of tefillin, or whether it's you should be wearing it as much as you can. Shulchan Aruch Paskins, we only do it by Shachris for Kriyashma, because it's difficult to maintain a gufnaki. However, there might be a difference with regards to two issues. The first is, let's say a person has a chayli meyayim, a stomach illness, and he can't wear tefillin for four or five days. So he missed, how much time did he miss of wearing tefillin? Let's say four or five hours. Every day you wear tefillin for an hour. So for, for shacharis, or less, depending on where you have it, right? So you wear tefillin, let's say four or five hours those days, and you missed it. So does it make sense on the following day when he gets better that he should wear it for six hours to make up for that time that he missed? Or no, the obligation is once a day every day. You miss those five days, it's for following, you can't make them up. You're going to wear it the next day. Once you wear it that day, once you're already you to the basic obligation. So that will depend on this machlaikas. They say over a Maisa Briskarov, when he was uh, later on in his life, had a stomach illness, it was difficult to maintain a gufnaki, went days without wearing tefillin. The day that he felt better, he would wear tefillin for longer to make up for the time that he missed. But that only makes sense according to the Yeshua Yaakov, that you should wear tefillin as much as you can, uh, any, every day. It's, it's not an obligation once a day, every day. You should just wear tefillin as much as you can. So if you miss five hours one day, it makes sense perhaps to make it up a different day. 
But if the obligation is once a day every day, so once you miss those days, it doesn't necessarily make sense to make it up another day. The next day is supposed to wear as long as you can. Not touch the lumen. That day you should wear as long as you can. As long as you can. But we minimize it. Only chakras and krishma. <laughs> okay, but we minimize it. So, but I still, I, I'm entitled to five hours. I missed my five hours that day. Can I make it up another day? That was the suffix. If you take off the tefillin, when you put it back on, you make a bracha? Yes. It well, depends why you took it off. So every time you take it off, you put it on. If you, you went to the bracha. bathroom, you make another you bracha. You already fulfilled the mitzvah for the day. Once you had it on. Yeah, but you fulfill another mitzvah by putting it back on. You could fulfill it more times. The question is, what's the basic obligation? Is it once a day every day, or to wear it as much as you can? Tom, you lula of your yaitse. It's once your yaitse. You picked it up your yaitse. It's an Indian to pick it up again, but you don't make a bracha again. No, it's an Indian to carry it from the first time that you picked it up to maintain carrying it, not to pick it up many times throughout the day. No. You go to sleep in the afternoon and you learn Torah after that. You don't make another. That's because Tyson asked that question. Why don't you make another bracha? So Tyson says, because Tyra, we're always thinking about Tyra. Yeah. Tyra's a unique. Am I to put it back on? You don't make another bracha. No. You don't make another bracha. Because you could have worn your tzitzis into the bathroom. With minigids, we take it off. It's filling you can't. It's filling you can't wear it into the bathroom. Yeah, but if you take off your tzitzis um, and then you put it back on your talus. I took it off for five minutes. I lent it to a guy who's going to get an aliyah. No new bracha. No, because I had intention to put it back on. Okay. Unless you waited a half an hour. Another difference between this, uh, these two opinions as quoted by the Be'er Alocha, what is the basic obligation of tefillin, will be with regards uh, to the, the continuation of the Be'er Alocha. person who wants to, knows that he can be shemrat, he can maintain the proper mindset, can he, should he try and wear tefillin throughout the rest of the day? So he quotes here in the second line from the bottom, in the name of the Elia Rabbah, if you can, be shemrat, uh, maintain the proper mindset, not to be involved in shreik v'kalos roish, so then you should wear tefillin. And it says in the Maiserav of the Gra, the Gra was an advocate of wearing tefillin while people went to work. All day he should be wearing tefillin as long as he's not engaged. The Gra wasn't engaged in Shaykh Bakalas Rosh ever. So he's wearing tefillin all the time. <coughs> and it says the Gra, if, even if you can't wear all tefillin, you're concerned with the public perception, at least to wear, uh, at least to wear the tefillin shoyad. And because of that concern that perhaps the basic obligation of tefillin is to wear it as much as you can, there were advocates of wearing tefillin even longer throughout the day. And particularly for tefillin's mincha, it says in the Maiserav, the Gwa would wear tefillin for mincha, because at that time no one's doing schreik v'kalus roch, hopefully, hopefully there's no levity going on during mincha, and he's maintaining a gufnaki because of tefillin's mincha. So at least for tefillin's mincha, there are always uh, tzaddikim that follow the mincha gra to try and wear tefillin as often as possible. But they're really assuming two things, that the basic obligation extends beyond once a day every day, and hesach hadas is limited to schreik v'kalus roish. However, many others disagreed with this minig, and they held uh, that one is not obligated to do that. Once you did it, once in the morning, you fulfilled your basic obligation. Anything beyond that is, uh, you know, for further fulfillment of the mitzvah, but not part of the obligation. So once you put it on for chakras, it's already done. And the Ariya Kodesh, as well as the Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch, Paskin, Hesachadas means that a person should not do anything that demonstrates he's not thinking about the tefillin. Not only schreik v'kalus roish, but you shouldn't do anything that demonstrates you're not thinking about the tefillin, even avelos, even if he's uh, occupied with his pain of his illness. Anything that demonstrates you're not thinking about the tefillin is improper. So therefore, that's a high standard to maintain, even during uh, mincha. It's hard for people to think about the shman esrei throughout shman esrei. 
So therefore, uh, we, uh, they limited tefillin to the basic obligation, and they did not try and uh, look for other avenues to put on tefillin throughout the day. Ramosha writes that if you're in a place where that's not the minig, it's yuhara, it's arrogant, it's uh, hubris to put on tefillin where the tzaddik and the gedolim of that place are not putting on tefillin, to start putting on tefillin at that point would, would imply some, some measure of arrogance or yuhara. So that's why in certain places in Eretz Yisrael where this is done, perhaps uh, the following the Minigagra, which in Eretz Yisrael is uh, pr- very predominant, uh, the Minigagra are very prevalent, so then uh, perhaps that's proper practice, but to maintain that in Chutzlars, where that's not the Minig of even the G'dayli Oilam, the great Tzadikim, uh, so then to maintain such a practice in Chutzlars would, uh, would, uh, would imply some measure of Yuara. Yeah. According to Gra, going to work with film is less of a Hesachadas than Avelis. The Gra didn't seem to not pass like the Ramban. His only concern was Schleit with Kalis Rosh. What about Avelis? The, the Ramban was concerned with Avelis. The Rosh said it's only Schleit with Kalis Rosh. No, that's the Ramban's opinion. Anything that demonstrates you're not paying attention to the Tefillin. So again, Tefillin Midairaisa applied. We have Paskin, like Tosis, by day and by night. We limited it at night. The Gemara already limited it. Because Shemi Yisham Bahem, which will, a person will then be Mefiach in the Tefillin. And he won't be able to maintain a gufnaki, or we may see achdas. And we further limited it in Shulchan Aruch to uh, once in the morning by Shachris with Kriyashma, and not uh, throughout the rest of the day either, because tefillin uh, basic obligation is only once a day every day. Or we just limited it as much as possible uh, because of concerns of uh, gufnaki and uh, refraining, uh, maintaining the proper mindset. Because of that, we limited the mitzvah even further to really its core obligation. We don't, uh, we don't encourage people to, uh, to perform the mitzvah of tefillin beyond that basic and core obligation. So therefore, look in Shulchan Aruch Simen Ois uh, Ches over here. Shulchan Aruch writes that a katan who knows how to maintain a gufnaki is allowed to wear tefillin and not enter into the base hakisei. However, the Ramah writes at the end of that uh, sif what cotton are we talking about? A bar mitzvah bocher. Less than bar mitzvah? No, no tefillin at all. Even if he knows how to maintain a gufnaki, even if he can maintain the proper mindset, we don't encourage ketanim to wear tefillin, as we know. Even though ketanim know how to put on tzitzis, they wear yarmulkes, making brachas, eating matzah, taking lulav, ketanim do not wear tefillin until a bar mitzvah. Why not? <coughs> So this is based on a comment of the Balo Eter. Balo Eter writes over here in Ois Yudalid that it's because of concerns of Gufnaki maintaining a proper mindset, we limited the mitzvah really to the core obligation. And since Ketanim are not chayv in the mitzvah, so they're excluded. Even though we're mechanech children for other mitzvahs, we're not mechanech children um, for tefillin, some of the minig 30 days before the bar mitzvah. But the, for the most part, Ketanim don't put on tefillin, even a katan who knows to maintain a gufnaki, knows how to maintain the proper mindset, not to be mesiach das or schreik v'kalos reish. Because of these concerns, we limited the mitzvah to its basic core obligation. So when the Shulchan says katan means The kat means a real katan. The Ramah disagreed in passing like the Balo Eter, that no, it means katan who's 13 years old. So even if he's 13 years old, but he can't maintain a gufnaki, or not to be Mesiyach Das, we don't let him put on tefillin. He's like an adult. He has a chayla meyayim. He can't put on tefillin. So he interprets katan here to mean a teenager. But if a person is not uh, 13 years old, certainly not. Even if he can do these things, Ramah says no. 
Oh, Shulchan Aruch says yes. I don't know what the practice is by this time. Oh, nine years old. <coughs> Similarly, the Shulchan Aruch writes over here, Ois Tezai, in the last thing, that um, <coughs> women are exempt from the mitzvah of Tevilim because it doesn't apply in Shabbos and Yom Tov. It's a classical time-bound mitzvah. And even though women can normally volunteer to perform mitzvahs, the Ramah says women should not volunteer to perform the mitzvah of Tevilim. Why? Because again, we limited the mitzvah to its core basic obligation out of concerns of Gufnaki, really out of concerns of Hezekadas, and therefore says the Ramah, a woman who wants to put on tefillin, we don't encourage people to put on tefillin who are not obligated, we limit it to the basic core obligation, and uh, it's once a day in the morning, Bashachris and Kriyashma, and uh, we don't encourage children to put on tefillin, and women who want to put on tefillin also should be discouraged. But it yeah. doesn't seem to be much of a Zman Grama from the original sources. If it could be day and night. Shabbos and Yom Tov. Yeah, but you're, you don't put on Shabbos and Yom Tov because there's another oath. Not that you can't. Doesn't matter. It's a time bound mitzvah, so therefore women are exempt, and we would discourage them from putting it on because of concerns of Gufnaki and One final thought is why is it that Tfilin you have to maintain a Gufnaki? We don't find this by other mitzvahs. We don't find by by Lulav, by Matzah, that a person has to maintain a Gufnaki. Because of the tits, but it's odd. It's a, it's a it's an outlier in terms of mitzvahs. I say that you have to maintain a gufnaki. What is the message of the fact that you have to maintain a gufnaki by the mitzvah of tefillin? So explains the Talmud Rebbe in a sefer Hemi Nachamuni, based on a comment of the Gra that it's because in the tefillin Shorosh, as we know, there's four compartments where you have the four times the ter- four parishes of tefillin when the Torah discusses tefillin twice here in this week's parish in parishes by again in parishes Veschan and parishes Egev. In the tefillin Shalyad, you only have one bias where all the four parishes are written on one cloth. So the Gra explains that it's because the tefillin corresponds to the five senses. The four senses that stem from the head, you have the sense of uh, sight of hearing, of taste, of smell, that come from the head. So therefore you have the four chambers in the tefillin shalrash, and then you have the one sense that stems from the, from the hand, the sense of touch. And the tefillin are meant to subjugate or to uh, commandeer all of the five senses and use them and dedicate them towards serving a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But says the Talmud Rebbe, obviously it's coming to transform the person uh, into a different person. That's the whole purpose of the mitzvah of tefillin. That's why the Gemara says, Anybody who never once put on tefillin, as the Lubavitchers have championed, anybody who never put on tefillin is not, uh, cannot enter into Eilam because the tefillin changes who the person is. And therefore, writes the Tona Rebbe, a person has to maintain a gufnaki, a certain uh, mindset, uh, while a certain sense of decorum, no kalus reish, schaik, while he's wearing the tefillin, because the tefillin is supposed to transform the person into somebody new. So even though we do the tefillin, mitzvah of tefillin every day, we, you know, it's something we've... Uh, readily accustomed to, it's important to keep these, uh, these in Yonam in mind, that the Tefillin are supposed to transform a person into somebody new, uh, a person who functions on a different level of Kedusha. Oh. Okay. Uh, 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 uh,